0: Hello, everyone, Brandon Julian here, of course, the host of the update. We're going into the update vault to play one of our many episodes from throughout our many years of this program. For today's episode, we go into the world of 2020, or as we call it around here, year number four of the update. Year number four, if you remember, was a very weird year. We started the year off in the WKRB studios and then had to go out on the road in the middle of a pandemic, no less. But somehow, some way, we still managed to find a way to make it work. Oh, and one last thing about this episode. After the show was uh, aired and published, one of my former producers who happened to be listening to the show called me up and invited me out to lunch. How about that? This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And a very pleasant Monday evening to all of you. Brandon Julian here along the uh, FDR drive. It is a late edition. time. Of course, one thing that hasn't changed in the pandemic, of course, that has devastated the state of New York, is the contentious relationship between its two most prominent politicians. The rift between Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio was made, of course, even starker over the weekend, with a dust-up between the two Democrats about when schools would reopen. It was just the latest tussle over who was really in charge of the nation's most populous city. And by t- yet by today, they were still sending conflicting messages. But in some ways, the rivalry between the two is a natural outflow of their poli- of their positions on the political spectrum. In his briefing, the government today, the governor said that. The death toll in the state of New York from coronavirus is now top 10,000, but hospitals still seeing at least 2,000 new patients a day. The death tally hit the milestone only about a month after the state recorded its first death. The state tallied 671 new deaths yesterday. It was the first time in a week that the daily toll had dipped below 700. Still, the governor noted that people are still dying at a, quote, horrific level of pain and grief and sorrow. Meanwhile, the city health department says that the city is in danger of running out of swab for COVID-19 tests and should test only hospitalized patients. There are some growing signs now of hope that the virus infection rate is plateauing. Here in the state of New York. But the state is still wrapping up its Works Week in Death so far since the outbreak began. Officials announced yesterday that the daily death toll for the state topped 700 for the sixth day in a row. Meanwhile, of course, Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo remained at odds over the Mayor's plan to close the city schools through June. Out ah, in Salt Lake City, in Utah, there's a Utah-based healthcare organization. They're going to send two coronavirus response teams of medical workers to New York hospitals that are suffering from shorting staffing shortages because of the outbreak. The Salt Lake Tribune reports that Intermountain Healthcare announced the 50-member team will be deployed for two weeks. The Utah personnel will work with New York Presbyterian Hospital and Northwell Health in the New York City area beginning early next week. Intermountain says that the New York health care providers will attempt to support Utah when the state faces its own expected surge of virus patients. Intermountain says hundreds of its medical workers expressed a desire to help. we have mentioned this several times already about the mayor and the governor feuding over the New York City school system and whether schools should be closed through the end of the school year in June. Well, the governor and the mayor are, of course, at odds. Uh, mayor de Blasio said, of course, said on Saturday that they would close. But Governor Cuomo swiftly responded that his that the decision was only his to make, and he had no jurisdiction in this matter. The governor said that school closing would have to be coordinated with districts surrounding the city. Of course, the dispute was the latest in a long-running grudge match between the two Democrats. Uh, school buildings... As motorcycles go by, school buildings in the nation's largest school district have been closed since March 16th. In its highest moments, New York City, of course, can be dizzying. Today, it's dizzying in a totally different way. So how to understand this city of cities at this moment in time? How to see as it really feels to chronicle it as it's knocked back. Well, photographer Wong Mei Yi and photo editor Enric Marti found way. On his motorcycle with him driving and her shooting, they moved across a phantom city overflowing with things that weren't happening. Chronicling daily life that wasn't taking place. Day after day, ranging from mid March till last week, they made different loops around the city. And their photographs are reflecting a metropolis that's on pause. In Washington, the president's, the president's friend and donor, real estate developer Stanley Chera, has now died after becoming infected with the virus. Chera's death was reported on Saturday by The Real Deal, which covers the New York real estate industry, and was confirmed yesterday by a White House official. Trump had spoken at recent White House briefings about a friend who was comatose and seriously ill after contracting the virus. Shara founded and ran crown acquisitions in New York. Shara was also a longtime friend and financial donor to President Trump previous broadcast, we told you about how LGBTQ New Yorkers had lived through the AIDS crisis of the 80s. They were starting to see some grim parallels in the pandemic that's now wrecking the city. But even more so now these days, they're stressing the differences. Now they share the same flight as their fellow citizens, while the federal government is pledging trillions of dollars to cope with the pandemic. Back then, they were marginalized in the face of indifference from government leaders and much of the public. According to the city health department, more than 62,000 people died of AIDS in New York between 1981 and 1995. But COVID-19 has killed more than 6,300 in the city in just four weeks. And blood tests going to Washington, finally. Blood tests for the could play a key role in helping Americans return to work and school. But public health officials are warning that the current wild west of tests on the market is creating confusion among patients and doctors. Under an emergency policy, the FDA has now allowed dozens of companies to launch blood tests for COVID-19 that haven't been reviewed. But some companies are falsely claiming that their products are, quote, FDA-approved. Other products may have accuracy problems that local officials say could result in faulty results. Right now, though, the tests are most useful for researchers that are studying how the virus has spread through the U.S. population. Divers to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this uh, Monday, uh we're gonna talk about how a NASCAR star has now been suspended after a racial slur. And then of course we will talk the latest national news, including how the president says that he has the ability to control when the economy is reopened. We will address that and more when the update with Julian returns in just 60 seconds. and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. It's Meals on Wheels. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of the update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking some sports uh, on this uh, Monday. Uh, ESPN and the NFL Network, they're going to join forces for this year's NFL draft. They're going to produce a broadcast that will air on both networks over all three days. Uh, the April 23rd to April 25th uh, draft was originally scheduled to be in Las Vegas, but has been moved, of course, due to the pandemic. Uh, it will now originate from ESPN's, e- ESPN's headquarters I should say, uh, in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, draft hosts and a limited number of commentators will be in studio, but will adhere to the uh, social distancing uh, guidelines. Uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell will introduce first-round picks from his home in Bronxville in New York. ABC will also air a uh, separate draft broadcast on Thursday and Friday before simulcasting the ESPN NFL Network feed uh, on Saturday. And over in Charlotte, in North Carolina, Kyle Larson's racial slur has now cost him one of his primary NASCAR supporters. McDonald's and Credit One Bank ended their sponsorship of Larson and his Number 42 Chevrolet a day after the driver used the N-word during a live stream of virtual race. Uh, The decision came hours after NASCAR and Ganassi Racing suspended Larson indefinitely. NASCAR also ordered Larson, who was half Japanese, to complete a sensitivity training course before he can be reinstated. Harrison was competing in an I racing event when he appeared to lose communication with a spotter. He said during a check of his microphone, quote, You can't hear me. That was followed by the N-word. Very, very classy stuff there. Let's talk some national news now on this Monday and and in other non- coronavirus-related news, Uh, the president, he used his daily White House briefing today to air a taxpayer-funded promotional video that was praising his own handling of the crisis and slamming his critics and the press. Uh, In a highly unusual move, uh, in a highly unusual move, the lights in the uh, briefing room, uh, dimmed for a video running more than three minutes that was a montage of officials offering laudatory comments about the about the president and Trump discussing his steps to contain uh, to contain the virus. Trump also gave Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, a turn at the lectern to defend the president's response uh, to the crisis. Over in Madison, in Wisconsin, there's a liberal challenger that has now ousted a conservative Wisconsin Supreme Court justice that was endorsed uh, by the president. Court candidate Jill Kaforski uh, today overcame a successful push by Republicans to forge ahead of last week's election, even as numerous other states postponed their Uh, Joe Biden also easily won the state's presidential primary, but his win was a foregone conclusion. But Kafarsky's victory, decisive by the way, could be viewed as a bellwether in battleground Wisconsin ahead of the November presidential election. Her narrow victory narrows the conservative control of the state's highest court to now 4-3. to Down in Chatsworth in Georgia, storms there that killed more than 30 people in the southeast and now spreading misery atop a pandemic as they move up the east coast. The severe weather outbreak that began on Easter in the deep south... It began in the deep south, caused floods, mudslides, and more than a million power outages today. Officials said 11 people died in Mississippi and 8 more died in Georgia. Other deaths were reported in Arkansas, Tennessee, and the Carolinas. The severe weather outbreak came with much of the nation shut down, of course, because of the virus. In Alabama, people huddled into community storm shelters while wearing protective masks to guard against the threat. And finally, going back to Washington, the president is now claiming total authority over to decide how and when to reopen the economy after weeks of tough social distancing guidelines that have been aimed at fighting the virus. But governors from both parties are pushing back, noting that they have primary constitutional responsibility for ensuring public safety in their states, and they'll decide when it's safe to begin a return to normal operations. Uh, Democratic leaders in the Northeast and along the West Coast have announced uh, separate uh, state compacts to coordinate their efforts to scale back stay-at-home orders or reopen businesses on their own timetables. Uh, Our thought for today is from Samuel Beckett, an Irish poet and playwright, born on the state in 1906 and died in 1989. Our thought for today is, in the landscape of extinction, precision is next to godliness. i want let you guys ponder on that. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the uh, way it is. Uh, Monday, April the 13th, 2020. That is the update on this Monday. I'm Brandon June. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining us. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.